What is up, everybody? We are back. Say hello to my co-host, Heather C. Hi. This is the George Mossy Show, and we're talking about Extreme Sisters, Season 2, Episode 6. And we were talking about Christina and Jessica and John, but now we're moving on to V and Ashley because it's time for V and Ashley to go to a doctor's appointment. Now, the first thing that came to my mind when I was watching this episode, I'm going to just throw this out there. Don't judge me. I'm not being rude, but like maybe they should have did the doctor's appointment first to make sure that everything was good before they went and told everyone in the family because their family had some very strong dislike for the idea of V being a surrogate, which none of us in America can understand why, because she's giving her the the gift of a baby, which is the most beautiful gift you can give anyone. And strangers do this and they charge them thousands and thousands of dollars. And V is offering this up for free, just out of the kindness of her heart. So we watch this doctor's appointment and we are hoping, fingers crossed, that Ashley has some usable eggs because in order for the process to go forward, they need eggs. And the doctor said that they were going to find out that day. And I'm not sure if Ashley was ready for that because it kind of put her in an emotional state because even the doctor was like, are you okay? And she's like, I think that that was a lot. I thought that she was going to do blood work and she was going to come back and it wasn't going to be right then and there. So I don't know if she was ready for the news, but the news was good news. She has way more than enough eggs to move forward with this process. So we're very happy for that. She is one step closer to getting her little angel. And there was something that kind of shocked us. So V kind of dropped the bomb and told us that eight years ago, around 35 or 36 years old, she had a stress-related heart attack, which it didn't just shock us. It shocked the doctor because the doctor said, you're way too young to have had this type of medical condition. And she said it wasn't a serious heart attack, but I've always been told any heart attack is serious because it, it can lead to other things in the future. So we're very worried because not only is that shocking, because first of all, V looks amazing. She looks healthy. She moves around fine. There's no medical visual issues that I could have even imagined were going on with her. But the fact that it was stress related as well, and a pregnancy can be very stressful. It's not just like physically, but mentally. So the doctor is kind of worried about putting this type of stress on V, knowing that her medical history in the past, that she hasn't handled stress in the most healthy way. And we don't know what was going on in her life. There could have been a lot going on. She didn't really specify. So we were hoping that everything is good now. But now we're watching them wonder, is the fate now lying in the cardiologist? Because until the doctor gets a cardiologist report of V's medical history, there is no yes or no clearance until that comes through. So what's going to happen? Because V has already decided and told everyone this is going to take place. What if the doctor says that this can't go on? That would be so devastating, I think, to both parties. I mean, I was really blown away by hearing about her stress heart attack because her being so young, I mean, obviously your health doesn't have an age, you know, it, it just, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. And it's just like to hear that, like, she didn't even know her body was trying to tell her and she kind of ignored the signs and the symptoms. I think a lot of people do that. I find myself to be stressed a lot between work, home, whatever. And, you know, like, I'll be like, oh my God, I don't feel good. Like, oh, I stressed so much. I made myself sick. And it's like, who to think that maybe you could be giving yourself a heart attack or a stroke. Yep. And you're like, oh, well, I'm young. You know, that's not going to happen to me. It's not gonna... And it, it could, and it could possibly take your life. So the fact that that happened to her and she was able to, you know, get back and, you know, continue <laughs> is amazing. I'm so happy that she was able to recover from that 
um, I just hope that it doesn't affect her ability to conceive anymore. Um, I think that it's amazing that Ashley found out that she has a lot of eggs in her basket, so to speak. More than enough. More than enough. I think that's amazing. It really is. Um, I don't know if it's a thing really to put in order. I mean, I get what you're saying, because obviously if you go to the doctor first and it's not what you want to hear, you can nip it in the butt. But there's probably other ways that they could go about doing it. So, like, even if, like, she went to her sister and said, hey, V, look, I really want to extend my family, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm down. You know, I, I'm here to help you out. That could be step one because, sure. you know, you have to find your match. You have to find the carrier. So I think, in my opinion, that's okay to be step one. Step two, I think I would probably be with you and be like, the clinic would be next. That way you both can get clearance and make sure that everything checks out. Um, but let's be honest, if this is something that Ashley really, truly wants, and let's say for whatever reason, V is unable to fulfill her part of it, she could still choose to move on with this. So I don't necessarily think that telling her ex-boyfriend and her mother and stuff like that was such a bad idea, because she's basically just saying, look, I wouldn't extend my family. I want to have it. I mean... This is the person she wants to carry it. But if it doesn't happen that way, she still has the option to do it if she wants. That's true. Um, and then V, if it comes back that she's okay, she just wanted to give her husband and her children the heads up. So it's like until you're in like that type of case scenario, it's kind of hard to say, oh, I would do it this way and that way versus being a viewer at home. You'd be like, oh, well. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it in that order. You don't know. I mean, if it if it yeah. arrives, you might be like the first person that I want to tell is my significant other or my True. kids because you don't want them finding out some other type of way. So um, this is their journey. You know, we're just on it. So it, it's yep. just, if we're strapped in them, for the ride. We're strapped exactly. in for the ride. It works for them. It works for them. <laughs> So I want to talk about the Capasso Chiblets. They're back. They took last week off, Hannah, Catherine, and Nadia. And it's the first time that they have a meeting with their mom since the missed meeting about the restaurant at their house. I hate to call it a missed meeting because Hannah was awake and she was willing to talk about it since her sisters were not. Donna was like, oh, we're not doing this. All three of you missed the meeting. It is what it is. So they had a meeting with their mom and they're talking about the restaurant. And Donna said that she doesn't really feel like she wants to go into business with them because she doesn't feel like they're responsible and they don't show up on time and she can't count on them. And there'll be a lot of her money going into this business. And those are all valid worries and reasons. I completely understand that. But she does say something that bothers me a bit. She still calls Hannah, Catherine and Nadia's jobs, not jobs. They are gamers. They are streamers. They are making money. They have a, a home that they pay for, cars that they use. They're living, they're eating, they're living life. So I do want to say it's not fair to say that they're not working. It's not a typical job that a lot of people have. So it is a different job, but the money is still green. It's still there. And I feel like they're not getting a lot of respect from their family. Like we kind of heard a bashing session at the table. Like Regina went in on the triplets, Aiden went in on the triplets and he's like, I just don't feel like you guys are going to show up for me. So he was talking about a wrestling 
fundraiser at his school where they want to purchase some mats that cost $12,000, but they've been renting for $1,200. So it literally does make sense to just buy them because if you rent them, what, 10 times, you bought So they need to do a fundraiser for 100 people, a pasta dinner, where they would need to cook. The triplets would need to cook the food. 100 people is a lot of food to cook for because, guys, I love cooking. But on Thanksgiving, when I'm just cooking for like four or five people, it literally stresses me out to the point of no return. So the idea of adding 95 more people to that list, that's a lot. And I don't want them to be set up to fail because they aren't used to doing a lot of strenuous work because they're gamers and, you know, they just sit down and they have fun and they talk and they interact with their fans. This is a lot to put on them. So the idea that Regina and Donna want them to take this fundraiser on and they're using this to base whether or not they are ready to open a restaurant. Is this fair? Are we setting them up to fail? Like, it's because I don't know, like, I don't know, like even me and you, if someone put us in charge of a hundred person pasta dinner fundraiser, it is a very possible chance that we would mess that up. Like we would not get it correct because that's just super difficult, even in a restaurant. <laughs> like, hi, can we get some pasta? <laughs> right. I would have to order the pasta from somewhere else because I don't know. How do you even go about cooking pasta for a hundred people? How many ovens would you need? Like, where is there a place where you have like 20 ovens? Like I have already have like 50 questions already before we even started. You don't need ovens for pasta. That's your first mistake. You just need a oh, big bowl. See, this is this is why I'm not in charge of stuff like this. Oh my god! You know, see, I have a lot of mixed emotions and feelings about this situation because when I look at their mother, I look at this like old school, firm type of Italian woman that's about her business. You know what I mean? Like the ones that are like, they love hard and they're just like tough love. It's, you know, they're just, it takes a lot to please, you know, and even though they're making their own living and their own income, they're not going to look at it that way. They're going to be like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> you know, you got to get up, you got to do this, you got to do this, that, and the other. And because, you know, they're instilled like, okay, you have your nine to five, whether it's a doctor, lawyer, office, policeman, whatever your, your job is. You have something that's a respectable living. But what they don't understand is, is that with time, the generations change. Everything is now virtual. We have podcasts. We have shows online, radio shows. We have streaming. We have gaming. We have everything that you could possibly imagine to house yourself, to, to pay for your living, just like you said, your, your bills, your food, your clothes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they look great. They're beautiful women. So they have enough to upkeep themselves. <laughs> so they're doing great. And you know what? I, but I understand the mother. Cause I, I understand from my own household and like how strict my dad was, there was no pleasing him. I would come home and I'd be like, dad, oh my God, guess what? Blah, 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 blah. And if it wasn't something that was on his mind, it was never good enough. So I understand completely, but I never doubted that he didn't love me. It was just tough love. So I think I'm with you because from like the, the newer age generation, I'm trying to think you have to realize that if you're making an honest living and the money is legal, <laughs> it is a job, <laughs> but I also understand and just cut them a little slack because you know what, obviously they want to work. They want to please their mom. They want to have something they can do together as a family, especially Hannah. Like, listen to her. Like, she's yeah. willing to give her all 
And she's like, you know what? I, I might be a triplet, but again, I can't vouch for them, but I can let, let you know if this is a solo mission, I'm down. <laughs> and, you know, the fundraiser thing, I don't, I don't know if it's so much a setup or not, but I don't think that it's fair to compare the two because like I said, if it's a restaurant, it's something that they would own. So they would probably take more pride in it because that's their means where this is kind of like a fundraiser. It's for a school, it's for their brother, it's for, you know, whatever they're trying to raise money for. And they'd be like, uh, is it spaghetti? You know what I mean? Like if I have my restaurant, I'm going to hire a chef. I won't even have to cook it. Somebody else will cook it. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's kind of like, I get where the mom is coming from, where it's kind of finding like, how do you handle these situations? But then I also see where the sisters are coming from because they're like, okay, mom, like this has nothing to do with what it is. You know, if you want to open a restaurant, let me know I'm there. So I don't know, like this is, it's a good situation. It's very relatable. And I'm just, I'm interested if we fast forward to time to see how this pans <laughs> out, because I don't know, I, I do see from both sides. I'm worried. Like, like I just told you, I didn't even know how to cook pasta. So I'm just worried. So it's like, <laughs> I want them to, <laughs> right. I want them to succeed, but I feel like we might be setting them up, you know, like this might be a setup because for someone who doesn't cook for more than just probably themselves, if they cook at all, we don't know that. So it's like, this might be setting them up to fail. And that's not fair. Like we might be raising the bar. Tonight. Like we, your first day on the job, you wouldn't have the person run the whole restaurant or run the whole store. You would kind of work them up to that. So I feel like they're putting them in the manager, general manager position of this fundraiser. I feel like they should start out in a lower position and then they can prove themselves and learn more about how it works. I'm, I'm finger, fingers crossed everything is going to work out and they're going to get this restaurant and the family will all be together in harmony. There won't be any more bashing sessions for the triplets because that was hard to watch. Everybody, even Aiden, everyone was just going in on the triplets. And I'm like, that's so unfair. They're three separate people. We got to treat them that way. That's all the time we have. Thank you for joining us on the George Mossy Show. Thank you to my co-host, Heather C. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcast. And you have to follow my co-host too. Her links are right here at the bottom. We will talk to all of you guys very soon.